I just saw a pro on social media give some really bad SEO advice, and I actually cringed. This is Vicki Wu, and as always, we're talking about the best tips for marketing your small business. Be sure to subscribe to our channel to be notified of the latest updates. Some days I wonder how some of these self-proclaimed experts stay in business with the bad advice I see them giving. Quite often, a prospective client comes to me or I see a question posted in one of the platforms that I offer advice on, and they are asking about advice they've been given. And so then I tell them it's bad and why. But today, y'all, today, I saw a post about SEO from one of these experts came across my own social media timeline. They shared the bad tip right on their own page, which is going out to at least the 1,500 followers on their social media account and possibly others also. And that just points out that when you see someone with more followers than maybe you have, you might not want to assume that they're an expert. I always say it's better to have the right followers than a bunch of the wrong followers. I follow different topics and hashtags so that I can stay abreast of new trending topics in my industry. So sometimes something will come across my feed that isn't from someone I directly follow. So I saw this advice, but it made me want to comment and say why it was so, so bad. But I don't like to be that negative person that calls out other professionals online. I don't want to look like I'm attacking them. I don't want them to feel attacked. There's just too much negativity spread in the world, and I didn't want to. So the bad advice went something like this. How to organically improve your SEO. And it said, create hidden pages. It says, Google loves fresh content and will favor websites with more content. Make hidden pages just for SEO purposes and load them with keywords. The key is research. So absolutely do not do this. I was hesitant to even type up that quote and put it on my own website, afraid that someone would find it and think that that's the advice I was giving. And it is not. I did realize, though, that by sharing this, I could help educate you, my audience, with some correct information. So number one, if you've ever heard that advice from someone, don't do it. Now there's multiple reasons why this is bad, and I'm going to give you a few of them. First, keyword stuffing. Back in 2011, Google released their Panda update, which caused a lot of turmoil in the world of SEO, primarily affecting those businesses that had been doing questionable SEO like keyword stuffing. Up until that point, keyword stuffing could probably land you a pretty good position on Google search results. But with the Panda update, Google actually penalized websites that relied on low quality content that was stuffed with keywords. I remember some businesses that I was tracking other people kind of watching where they were going and what they were doing with their SEO. Even sometimes I watch the bad stuff because I need to know what not to do. 
and saw the negative impact that they pretty quickly felt due to that update. And a couple of them dropped so far in the search results that I could barely find them when I searched for their name and had to go through multiple pages of search results. So for over 10 years now, it's been terrible advice to load a page with keywords for no purpose other than to try to rank. It hasn't worked in a decade. You could have a page that happens to have quite a bit of copy around one topic and it ends up loaded with keywords just through the natural course of writing for your audience. Google won't penalize your website if the content is exceptional. Keywords themselves aren't bad. Obviously, we research keywords to make recommendations either when we're writing copy ourselves or for clients who write their own. Stuffing unnecessary keywords is bad. Adding keywords just for the sake of having the keywords, that won't help your SEO and over the long term can even result in your page or your entire site not being shown as frequently as websites that have quality information. So Vicki's SEO rule number one as it relates to this topic is always write for your audience. Yes, you want to research a bit to understand the terminology that they are using to research a particular subject, what keyword phrases they're using, because you need to present the information that they're searching for. But it also means using those naturally within the flow of your already good content that you're writing. Another reason why this was bad SEO advice is hiding the content. So she said, create hidden pages. So many reasons why this is bad. First of all, why in the world would you want to write content that your audience doesn't see? Now, they could find it if they searched and the page was hidden on your website and Google found it and they clicked on the link and went to read it. You would still need good information on that page. If they land on a page and they can tell it's just keyword stuffed and it's crap, they're not going to stick around on your website. So that means that the page you're writing needs to have good content. And if you have good content, why would you want it hidden? There's no point in writing crap copy. Granted, maybe you don't have time. You need to get some information out. It's timely and you don't have a lot of time to devote to sitting and going through several rounds of editing and polishing the grammar turning it into a story so that it's catchy, all of those things. But you still don't write a, don't want to write crap copy. Copywriting takes time, takes resources. Sometimes it takes money, either the money that would be your salary or money you're paying to a copywriter. All of those are resources. Even if you're only taking a few minutes to knock out some copy quickly because it's good information for your audience, it's still taking resources and why would you waste those resources on crap? So my SEO rule number two as it relates to this topic is don't waste your time or money writing keyword stuffed crap. Your audience wants and needs and deserves valuable information. Another reason why this was bad advice 
if it is a hidden page, that means there is no on-page, on-site cross-linking. One of the most effective strategies you can use on your own website is interlinking related content. We offer varying levels of SEO services, and with a few clients, we oversee their blog writing, posting it, reposting the blogs on social media, integrating that with their email newsletter and a little bit of pay-per-click advertising, sometimes even more. For those clients where we're either doing or we closely track how all of their content works together, which means we can optimize that entire workflow for integration and all of the pieces work better together. And for those clients, we can tightly track a social media post that is published, how many clicks the article on the website resulted in from that post, and from there, where they go next on the website. Perhaps that's a related article. Sometimes it's a second article in the series, which then leads to a third. All of that helps keep them on the website longer, hopefully because they're getting more good information from you. That signal of the time they spend on the website is seen by Google. If your audience is staying longer, obviously Google assumes that there's good information. They like good information, and so your SEO will improve, right? We can also track for those clients when the content takes them further into a conversion into a paying customer. But if you have a page and it's not connected to anything else, there's no incoming links, there's no outgoing links, that is what makes the page hidden. It's not readily visible on your website. That's also what makes it ineffective. Google Maybe you can squeak by and initially somehow get it ranked because you've hidden it and stuffed it with a lot of keywords. But it won't take Google long to figure out that it's not effective copy, it's not good content, because it's not doing all of those other things and helping people find more information on your site, which may mean that your site doesn't have good information. So that strategic interlinking can help you overall in the search results. We have data that proves it, and interlinking is also one of the content audits that we undertake regularly for our clients to make sure that we can update existing copy and interlink some of the newer copy in the most appropriate manner. Vicki's SEO rule number three as it relates to this topic is interlink related content to help your audience find other useful information on your website. Another reason why this was bad advice, you're not using the content or reusing the content. Just like there's very little point to using your precious resources to write copy that probably is never going to be seen, it also doesn't make sense for you to create the copy and then miss out on the opportunity to share it or reshare it. Google's updates in the past few years have all been about your audience. So if your copy is good, it's got good information in that content, you obviously want your audience to have it, which means you sharing it and then resharing it. One 
signal that boosts your page's ranks up in the search results is how much traffic the page is receiving from third-party platforms such as social media. The only way you can get that traffic from social media to the page is to either share it on social media yourself or someone else share it to their social media. Otherwise, those third-party platforms, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever it is, don't know that the content exists and frankly don't care. No one visiting the page from these sources means you're missing out on that signal. Again, we have data that proves sharing your content and then curating and resharing your own content helps boost traffic and SEO signals, not just for that page of content, but for your entire website. Vicky's SEO rule number four, as it relates to this topic, is share your content and share it again. Remember, it takes your audience at least 11 times of seeing content and information before they're even aware it exists. Another reason why this was bad SEO advice is listening to the wrong expert. In this case, this example I'm sharing with you, the entrepreneur who shared the post happens to be a copywriter. She's actually decent at writing copy from the little bit of her work that I saw once I saw her really bad advice and went to check it out. However, based upon this tip, the first SEO related tip that I saw on her page when I went and scrolled back through it, she's not an SEO expert. But would you know that simply by seeing that one tip? No, you might think it's accurate and that she does know SEO because she does copywriting, but that may not always be the case. Now, if I need surgery, I'm probably not taking advice from my lawyer or my hairstylist or my housekeeper or my accountant. They're all experts in their field. They're all great at what they do, but they're not experts in all fields. Sometimes copywriters, yes, they need a basic understanding of SEO as it relates to writing copy. Though an SEO expert, can work with a separate copywriting expert pretty seamlessly. We do some of that for some of our clients. Some of them we do the copywriting, some of them they have an outside copywriter, and then we work to improve the SEO for the copy as part of our SEO service. However, just because they're an expert copywriter and understand some of you know the need for keywords in an article doesn't mean they know SEO. Doesn't mean they know that 10 years ago, Google released an update that will penalize you for stuffing keywords on your page. This is one of the reasons why we always provide a holistic approach to marketing, even when we are only performing one small piece in-house that they're getting other pieces done elsewhere. Not only do our clients benefit from decades of experience at high levels, including CMO, working with Fortune 500 companies, working with multi-billion and multi-million dollar corporations. But I've also worked with thousands, closing in on tens of thousands of entrepreneurs. And I know how it all needs to work together to make it work best. So Vicky's SEO rule number five, as it relates to this bad SEO advice, make sure the tips you act upon are coming from an actual expert 
and that they're an expert in the SEO field. If you're wondering if the advice you've taken and enacted on the past on your website is doing good things for your website or if it's harming you, we can do you a free SEO audit. It's one of the services we offer. You can visit the website and under the resources tab, you'll find a link to that audit and it will provide you with a technical overview of some of the backend pieces of your website that are doing good, some you need to improve, but then we also take a manual look, basic at that point, and make a couple of recommendations for you of what we recommend you do first. Sometimes it's something you must do to make sure that you're being seen at all by any of the search engines, but we always give you a recommendation of where we recommend you start and a couple of activities you may want to consider. And then at that point, you can undertake and do those yourself, or you can look into our SEO services and see if you want us to do a bit of them for you. Just always remember, don't take bad SEO advice. It can harm you and that penalty or the negative impact can take a long time to overcome. It's almost better that you kind of hold back and just do what feels natural to you until you consult with someone who you know is an SEO expert who can set you on the right track. As always, if you have any questions, you can visit our website, vickiwoo.marketing, and in the bottom right-hand corner, there's a chat bubble icon. You can ask your question there, or you can comment down below, and we'll try to answer you directly, or we may even use your question on an upcoming episode.